welcome to the Christmas edition of the Boulder Bassoon Quartet podcast. Yay. A very special episode. We're sitting by the fireplace with our Christmas sweaters on. Boulder Bassoon Quartet Christmas sweaters, hand knit by Mindy. The dogs curled up in front of the fire. The stockings are hung by the chimney with care. And uh, there is not enough rum in my eggnog. <laughs> I'm Brian. I'm Ethan. I'm Kent. I'm Blitzen. I mean, I'm Michael. Too much rum in my eggnog. <laughs> Sometimes the parents of students that I have come up and they say, oh, I want to get my kid something for Christmas related to the bassoon. What do you recommend? And I'm always surprised by how much stuff there is out there with the bassoon involved. What about you guys? You ever get any bassoon-related Christmas gifts? that may, may or may not have been a hit. I'm trying to think. The closest I think I have to a bassoon-related Christmas gift was when I, needed, when I needed the tux for the first time. So I got the tux as a Christmas gift. That still got it? Pretty cool. Yep, still wearing the same tux. Yep. That, yep. that is a pretty cool gift. Yeah. Got it when I was 17. I still have my high school tuxedo. Maybe, maybe it's time for a new one. Just send a note to Mr. and Mrs. Turn, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Turner. Like, hey, I need to talk. I play the bassoon. It's Christmas time. So, Kent, what about you, man? Um, awesome or unawesome bassoon-related? We got. Let's see, I think gifts. Mindy's parents one Christmas got us these little knickknacks that were handcrafted brass instrument replicas and I don't remember if they were like Christmas ornaments or what but Mindy got a flute because she used to play flute in high school uh, and then of course I got a bassoon this this tiny little I don't know four inch long uh, brass bassoon and you know anytime you see replicas like that they never get the keyword right but they just put like random keys yeah. on so they can say look it's a woodwind instrument but uh, we thought it was pretty neat and the vocal even came out. Aww. Really? Yeah. Nice. It was, it was a highly, vocal. Wow. That was one highly accurate part of a highly inaccurate replica, <laughs> but it was pretty neat. So we Still kept got it, it around. I think, yeah, it's around somewhere. I don't know what happened to her flute, though. Mm. So, my favorite bassoon related Christmas gift that I've ever received um, was this sweatshirt. And it was a cream-colored sweatshirt that I received from an anonymous family member. Um, wait, wait, like... I bet I was in ninth or 10th grade. Like, at the time, you didn't know who the no, family no, member was? No, I, I know very well who it is, but I'm not going to say who it is on the air. Uh, um, I think I was in 10th grade. Um, and, of course, every teenage pubescent boy really needs a cream-colored sweatshirt with a white collar on it. <laughs> And was there a picture of an animal on the front? No, no. This like is a, a bassoon. This is a bassoon-related Christmas gift. Yeah. And it had like you know music notes on it, and it had a picture of and the word written across, oboe. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Do you still oh, have it? Yeah. No. Oh my god! I, I, I think I did that. have it until it burned, but oh. yeah, I don't have it anymore. That's how that whole four-mile forest fire started. You burned your Christmas tree, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, it was a moment of cleansing for me, and inadvertently I cleansed <laughs> the whole forest. <laughs> Do you have a picture of it? 173 homes. No, I don't think so. Damn. 
I want to see it. 273 hums and one oboe sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> so we're okay. The real tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's fantastic. Did you tell that person, like, I don't play the oboe? No? I don't think I did. Well, now they know. Because they're definitely listening. Yeah, they're clearly listening. Everybody, it's a new holiday tradition. You listen to the Boulder Bassoon Quartet Christmas <laughs> Special. music catalog forest music tell me more if you go to forestsmusic.com that's f-o-r-r-e-s-t-s music.com you can look for whatever gift you need for that bassoonist or oboist in your life oboist in your life yes if you have the misfortune of having an oboist in your <laughs> life you can also shop for them what other kind of wonderful gifts might forests music have that's a good question, Brian. I am consulting their amazing catalog right now. Obviously, there are recordings. Um, nothing could possibly be better for a Christmas gift than From the Opposite Shore, the first bassoon quartet, I mean, the first album by the Boulder Bassoon Quartet. That's got Christmas written all over it. It sure does. Rushing through the sudden rain, what could be more Christmassy? <laughs> That's right. Ambulance <laughs> sirens and car horns. Oh, man. Tis the season. Tis the season. <laughs> Well, hey, who wouldn't like a bassoon stamp? Stamp? Yeah, so you stamp this diagram, and then you can fill in whatever key or tone hole you want to write oh, a fingering chart. It's a fingering chart stamp. Yeah. That's clever. That is pretty that neat. You do have that. I got it as a Christmas <laughs> gift from oh. a pair of former students at Metro. Um, so, like, That's you know, nice. if I'm in a lesson and I want to uh, show somebody a fingering, you just use this handy stamp and fill in the holes. Yep. That's pretty neat. If a parent of a student comes up to you and says, hey, I'm looking for a good Christmas gift for my kid, bassoon-related Christmas gift, what do you recommend? You know what? There might be a gift for them over at Trevco Music Publishing. What would that be? That might be the suite written for this fine quartet by yours truly. That's so sweet by that, Thomas Kent Hurd. That's the one. TrevcoMusicPublishing.com, full of good music for bassoons. And that really is a good gift to, to fill up somebody's music library with something that they don't have. I usually go either with reed-making equipment or CDs. I want my students to listen to more bassoon music yeah. and listen to more bassoonists. Last Christmas, I got the Un CD Polaris. And that was cool. That's a good disc. Mm -hmm. That's Oon, O-O-N. And they have a tremendous CD, Polaris, by Oon. There are also a couple other things. There's the uh, backpack soft case that you put around the hard case for the bassoon. Kids dig that. There's the bassoon music uh, instrument stand. That's a nice little luxury to have. Fancy music stand. Yep, that's a good one. But nothing could possibly top a Boulder Bassoon Quartet t-shirt. Available now at boulderbassoons.com. Or a hoodie for the winter season. What we need is like, we need to buy some pants, and then some shirts, 
and the hat, and they could match together to make you a bassoon. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the vocal would be on your arm, right? <laughs> yeah. Easy, easy round going. <laughs> would that be like a Halloween costume? Yeah. It would be terrifying. Except that every door you'd come to, they'd say, oh, what a cute oboe. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's time for a fun new segment we're calling A Random Song on Kent's iPhone. This is where Kent pulls out his gargantuan iPhone 6 Plus, which is slightly smaller than my MacBook Pro, and he puts his entire library on shuffle, and we see what wonderful tune emerges. No picking and choosing, Kent. Make sure you, it's on shuffle. How do you make Go to you, songs. Songs, okay. Oh, right at, at the very top. top. It's right. shuffle. Yeah, turn up that volume. Crank it. Put it by the microphone. Well, this is... Well, how about that? Oh, it's a Christmas really? miracle! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this would be uh, Christmas Greatest Hits at the Pops. Who's Pops? Boston Pops? I think so. This is Arthur... What's yeah, his name? Arthur Fiedler? I cannot believe <laughs> this was truly meant to happen. How many tunes have you got on that thing? Right? Yeah. This is my whole library. So I've got that iTunes match, so if it's not on your phone, it just streams it for you. Good. So, 10,000? 20,000? Probably more like five or 6,000. Five or 6,000 yeah. tunes. <laughs> wow. all pieces. We got a music one. How much music, how much music for Christmas do you have on your uh, Not a iPhone? ton. Not a ton. So this has been What's on Kent's iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> so, fellas, it is the Christmas season. Is there anything in particular that comes to mind uh, in, in bassoon world that has a Christmas connection to you guys? Other than the Nutcracker? Well, I guess the Nutcracker <laughs> is the place to start, isn't it? How's that going for you? Uh, I have the great pleasure of playing the Nutcracker with the Colorado Ballet, and we play it about 20, what is it, seven times in a month. Starting, we, we have two rehearsals the day after Thanksgiving, and that's it, and off we go. Two rehearsals in one day, and then 26 performances, something like that. And I got to say, there's something about it where it doesn't really exactly get old. Somebody asked me to play a church gig, and unfortunately, they had bumped the Nutcracker performances an hour earlier, so they're going to start at 1 o'clock in the afternoon instead of 2. So it conflicted with the church gig, um, which was a real bummer because they're programming Gift of the Magi from Botticelli mm -hmm. Triptych by Respighi. Yeah. which has that lovely, gorgeous, long, lyrical bassoon solo, which I've never had an opportunity to perform, and I would love to do it. I played one of those movements, I think, but not the second one. There's um, a trio by Joe LeVay for bassoon, mm -hmm. harp, and flute. Is that right? That's true. And doesn't that have some sort of a Christmassy theme? Yeah, I mean, the title of the piece is Pastoral de Noel. It's the yeah. um, pastoral of Christmas. Is there a theme in there that we would all recognize? Jingle Bells, Rudolph. <laughs> no, I think it's all original music, huh. I think. The, uh, the Respighi, that quotes O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Huh. So other than these bassoon pieces and the Nutcracker, do you guys have like favorite Christmas music? Grandma got run over by a reindeer? Yep, I do like that one. <laughs> um, some of the Vince Guaraldi stuff. 
it, you could argue whether or not that's really truly Christmassy, but its relationship to the Charlie Brown Christmas special works. Sure. Um, he's got a tune called Skating yeah. that I think is really, really nice. That's a nice one. That is the correct answer. <laughs> This makes a great ringtone, by the way. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can see that. And I think a couple of years ago I worked on arranging this. You did. We, yeah, we played it. We read it. Read through it. Did why it didn't it? I think it worked I thought it worked well. pretty well. I don't know why it hasn't worked its way into, our, there into wasn't, our rep. There was one of them that didn't work as well. I forget which one that was. Christmas was that time Christmas is here. Christmas time is here. Yeah. So was, Christmas time is here is much more difficult to arrange because it's just so perfectly sexy in a Christmas way and it doesn't translate. Are you saying bassoons aren't sexy in a Christmas way? <laughs> is that what you mean, Brian? <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, so one of us should take another crack at that. That'd be fun to be able to do that. Well, I was hoping you guys would all say something else about your favorite pieces of music for Christmas because that right there, that's my favorite. So now what are Christmas we going to talk time about? Christmas time is here is your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> all four of us were like, Vince Garali, that's perfect Christmas music. It kind of wraps up the conversation pretty quickly. <laughs> Um, well, there you have it, folks. We fixed Christmas for you. <laughs> if you're getting burned out on the holiday tunes, you know what to do. Vince Garali. Let's take a look at what else I might have sitting around here on the computer. Sting came out with a Christmas album of sorts called If on a Winter's Night, and it's all like old, very old-timey Christmassy tunes, and he, he sings it in a... It doesn't. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, that's the problem with a lot of like modern Christmas music, because it all tends to be like remixes and retreads of old stuff. And well, well, these are like tunes that maybe you would have heard in the 1700s or something. Oh. Yeah. It's got like almost a baroque uh, feel to it. Something trippy about it. Well, that's Sting's music in general. Yeah, that's pretty much Sting. Yeah. <laughs> There's some John Williams music, especially Home Alone. Home Alone actually has some really nice Christmas music. John Williams wrote the score for Home Alone. That's right. Oh, yeah. Heavens to Murgatroyd. I remember he wrote that, and a lot of people gave him a rough time about it. Like Seiji Ozawa, I think, says something. What are you wasting your time for in this goofy stuff? And Did Jones he win like an Oscar for that score or some some sort of award for it? I hope so. I very much it's doubt it. It's actually pretty good. It is. It's, it's really good Christmas music. And I would guess only like a tenth of it is goofy, like, you know, slapstick comedy kind of music. The rest of it's sincere Christmas kind of stuff, which is why that first movie had that, you know, it had the Christmas spirit. Mm -hmm. Stephen Colbert's got a Christmas tune. Have you guys heard that? 
Uh-uh. No, but I saw his video of the devil went down to Georgia on bassoon. <laughs> yeah. And I must say, I enjoy a lot of Stephen Colbert, but I've never been quite so disappointed in my entire life as the moment that it came time for him to play the bassoon and nary a sound came out. Anything. Open F, Stephen. Anything would have been fine. But that bummed me out. But at least to some degree... Stephen Colbert and the bassoon have crossed paths. Didn't so, Will Ferrell? Yeah, Will Ferrell did some sort of a skit. I think on Letterman's show where... I forgot what the premise was, but he wound up in bed with a bassoon under the covers. <laughs> it's very bizarre. And then most recently, Zach Galifianakis has his show on uh, funnierdie.com called Sorry, Between Two Between Ferns. Two Ferns yeah. And his latest guest was Brad Pitt. And he's like, oh, hey, Bradley, I've got a gift for you over here by the fern. And Brad Pitt reaches down and pulls up a bong wrapped up in gift paper. And <laughs> Zach Galifianakis, like, yeah, I got your bassoon. <laughs> and Brad Pitt was like, yeah, we don't, we don't bassoon in my house anymore. <laughs> okay, That's pretty funny. His character in True Romance with the teddy bear. You guys haven't seen True Romance. Is that um, recent? No, it's like early 90s. Um, this it's is a, a Brad Pitt movie. It's not a Brad Pitt I movie. Mean, he's, he's got a he's cameo in it. Yeah. in it. Uh, it's a screenplay by Quentin Tarantino, although I don't think he directed it. Is it a Christmas movie? Not even remotely. It's a Quentin Tarantino <laughs> movie. How do we get onto this? Oh, Brad Pitt doesn't, doesn't play bassoon, the bassoon in the house anymore, but he certainly bassoons like crazy in True Romance. <laughs> Merry Christmas, folks. Tis the season. <laughs> I mean, after our last couple of weeks, I felt like we needed to lighten it up a little bit. Well, it's in the city. <laughs> it is legal in the state. That's right. <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it for today, folks. Hope you're enjoying the holiday season. Hope it's full of great music, especially bassoony music. Thanks for joining in and sharing the holiday cheer. And to wrap things up and leave you on a holiday spirited kind of a note, here's a clip of music. This is the second movement of the Botticelli Triptych by Respighi, featuring O Come O Come Emmanuel. <laughs>